Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker, and welcome back. It has been a really, really long time since I picked up this podcast and I am really, really excited to be back. I would probably say I am buzzing and I can't wait to bring you lots of podcasts on a variety of sleep subjects. But today I am going to be talking to Sam from the float space and we are going to talk about returning to work, which I thought was very, very apt because I have just returned to work after my maternity leave. So hi, Sam. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you, Sam. Do you want to... Tell us who you are, share a little bit about what you do, how you help parents. So um, I'm a career and life coach uh, and I deliberately don't separate the two because I mostly coach mums and I don't think you can pull those two things apart. Um, And I run the float space as a spa for the minds of professional mothers. So supporting women to confidently navigate life and career with children without compromising on your ambition. Um, I'm a mum of two. Um, I've got a nine-month-old and a imminently five-year-old. So there's not much sleep in my house, but... um, (laughs) <laughs> that that's that's life of, of a mum of two um and I do um, return to work coaching um which uh is what I'm here to talk about I guess that return to work I've recently returned to work myself um after having yeah my second baby yeah it's um well first of all I just cannot believe your little one is five years old that is bonkers I know so, Sam and I <laughs> we met ages ago at a Christmas party I did I think mm. for carrot out a long time ago. Yeah, they have stopped. They stopped for um, COVID. Feels like it's been ages since I've done meetups um, in person. And then full disclosure, um, we've been following each other on Instagram. My return to work. So I too have just returned to work. I've been back now. I started March. Yes, the first of March. So I've yeah. been back March, April. Gosh, not even three months yet. And I'm only working part time. I'm doing two and a bit, two in an evening, two days in an evening a week. So I've just returned to work too. And full disclosure, Sam very kindly um, offered me a um, return to work coaching session with her, and it was super helpful because I'll be—I'm always honest. I was really nervous about returning, excited, but really nervous mm. about talking. Returning to work is a huge thing, um, and I found it so so helpful, so helpful. Um, and yeah, we met when I had a little one and then I actually used your sleep services Carrie when I was returning to work and had a one-year-old and that's not it's a hard time for sleep and a lot of us return to work when we have a one-year-old um and um yeah that sleep and returning to work um it often comes up with my return to work clients actually that managing sleep managing breastfeeding 
um managing all of that and starting your job again yeah it's the biggest I'll be, I'm always honest here and I like to keep it real returning to work I love my job absolutely love it. it gives me so much job joy and knew it was the best decision for me to go back to work but I did not realize how hard it was going to be it's been way tougher than I thought it would be it's definitely a journey of ups and downs take the sleep out mm. of it like even just personally it's so it's such a big transition how have you found it um I think like yeah ups and downs I've often described it as a bit of a roller coaster that I, I've had two really different returns to work so my first um four years ago now so pre-pandemic times um I took a very traditional one-year maternity leave um, and went back to my office job. Um, I did go back, um, as I like to put it, like hybrid before it was cool. I did two days in the office and two days at home um, on a compressed week. Um, so that that was a very traditional return and I had to go back and then pump at the office. And this time... Um, it, I, I've kind of been in and out of my job um so I this year this time around we used shared parental leave so um I actually came back and started working with some of my clients when my baby was just four months old um and my husband was on shared parental leave um and I that was kind of informed by my first leave and knowing that that bit when they're sort of four or five months they're not moving yet you don't have to give them solids yet they're quite, sort of quite straightforward. Um, I thought I'd be quite in a good headspace for working then. Um, so did some keep in touch days and, and we can talk a bit more about maybe how you use those um, and came back and did a few, did a four months of working. And now baby's a bit older and my husband's gone back to work. He's not at nursery yet. So I'm just working a, a couple of mornings a week at the moment. Uh, and mostly I'm sort of on maternity leave I guess or I'm a stay-at-home mum I'm not sure what it is when you go back <laughs> to it um bit of an identity crisis but it's been really up and down but I love my job um same same as you Kerry great being back great working with people I was just saying to you before we got on I just had a really good first session with a new client really buzzing it really gives me good energy um and I find I'm then a better parent when I when I'm parenting um so I know this afternoon I'm gonna be really excited to see um see my kids and and hang out with them and and do something fun whereas if actually I'd sort of been looking after a five-year-old and nine-month-old all day I might be a bit run ragged just by myself so um yeah but really up and down and my the confidence bit has actually perhaps been been one that caught me by surprise this time actually because I'm a return to work coach I should have this nailed I know how it works but when I first started coming back and working with people I was did really struggle with confidence and that's something that comes up a lot in return to work coaching as well that yeah I did I really struggled with confidence earlier in the year yeah I just want I resonate really hard with that what you said about going back a better parent like it's so nice it's hard sometimes and I'll be honest there's definitely been tears at my desk um mm. numerous times but it is really really nice to miss her and I get so excited like I practically 
skip to the next yeah. just so present I'm buzzing and I think a it's so good for me to feel like that but for her to see me like yeah. that as well I think it's yeah totally go back a, a better parent and more present as well yeah I feel like I can really focus on her because I filled my cup for what I need Does that makes sense yeah absolutely um, and, and the little one doesn't really care like is he's fed and watered and like he's sleeping or whatever he's unfortunately been taking soft play this morning um just he's too little to enjoy but the five-year-old as well like to have that conversation of like well I'm gonna miss you when I'm at work mm-hmm. and she was like I'm gonna miss you too mommy um because she's uh, so it's a, an inset day so there's no school today um we're, we're recording on a Friday we're recording on a Friday so um yeah like the the juggle once they're at school what a palaver um you've got this to look forward to <laughs> yeah but um to so that. I said I said would you like I said can I take one of your toys to work with me to remind me of you and she said okay so I've got one of her toys and she said can I have something of yours and sometimes she asks for like my wedding ring or something which she obviously can't have but um we settled on a sparkly hair clip so she's gone soft play with my sparkly hair clip on so um so that was nice this morning that is so lovely. I love it. Aim high. Go, girl. The wedding ring. <laughs> Grab the wedding. Ring. <laughs> no, no, you can't take my wedding ring to softly. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? I can't. <laughs> but yeah, and I also, with that back, the whole confidence returning back to work, because I'm always really honest and realistic about sleep. Like, Betsy, on the whole, sleeps okay. She sleeps like a baby. Uh-huh. But a part of my confidence going back to work was... I'm a sleep coach. I help other parents get more sleep. And some mornings I'm literally nailing coffee. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> so I totally get that we should be nailing what we do in our professional lives, in our personal lives, but it doesn't always work like that. No. No. And, you know, but she's not asleep consultant she hasn't read the manual no <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I mean sounds like i yeah it sounds like she's doing really well she does like she's as i said she sleeps like a baby she's either <laughs> she's her whole personality she's either delightful or she is absolutely miserable she's either super calm and zen and chilled or she's completely frantic she's Aww. either sleeping really well or it's just an absolute <laughs> no in between and it's all normal and I share this um on my professional Instagram as well but also my personal one mm-hmm. of a seat consultant I will always be honest about this about the shiz and the shiny because I think it's really important I think lots of us would lots of parents would think well she must have it nailed her baby must have got the memo she's a seat consultant and we, nobody has all the answers nobody has got everything fussed I don't think yeah no I thought I had the definitely a sort of sleep shift going on with 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 um, my youngest and he um he was he'd stopped napping on the school run so I just I was like right I accept this you've stopped napping on the school run planned my day around the fact that there was not going to be a nap on the school run of course the next day he fell asleep on the school run and just stayed asleep as I parked <laughs> the pram in the house and that is a good problem so yeah. not not even problem park the baby they sleep you can yeah. go do something but I was so flummoxed by this yeah. unexpected free time what do I do yeah. with it and they always do it when you don't want them to do it and I think that is a really good point that maybe we can discuss a bit more like the like the exhaustion of going back to work even if your your children are their sleep is okay going back to work you use well mm. for me I'm using a completely different part of my brain 
um, that I was using on maternity leave. It's completely different. And totally. mental exhaustion of just uh, things, even like simple things, like a new routine in the morning, um, coming home later, not being able to rest so much in the day. Like when she goes down for sleep, even if we're contact napping, I would have a, like I would be able to sit down for at least half an hour mm-hmm. every day. Not having that time in the day to do that. And then getting home slightly later than I normally would. And it, there's trade-offs. So, yes, now I'm back at work. I can go to the toilet by myself, which is so freeing, <laughs> not having her strolling. <laughs> I can get a cup of coffee without, you know, gosh, where is she? You know, what is she doing? So mm. there's trade-offs. But, yeah, those the first few w- weeks at back at work, it was a real shift for my energy levels, for sure. So any tips around that would be great. Yeah. Well, should we start there then so that's like I think like you said that one of the things I often say is treat it like a new job so when you start a new job and if you haven't done that for a while I personally before I was running my own business I I hopped around a lot and worked lots of new places but those first few weeks in a new job they're tiring because mm-hmm. everything you're actively having to think about you're, you can't do things on automatic that you will be able to once you're settled back in so yeah. treat it like a new job so if you're going back to um a kind of a, a, like larger workplace where um like so unlike you and I Kay or we're res- responsible for our own returns but if you're going going back um, to an employer like ask them about your re-induction so like you would have an induction to a new job um, if you've been gone like you know six months to a year a lot has potentially changed so you can be the newbie at work take time mm. to get to know everyone again ask questions and make the most of needing to ask those questions you know you've got the excuse to be like oh you know I'm 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 you're not new here but you're like oh I haven't been around in the last year like can you tell me a bit more about that to be the sort of fresh set of eyes that's useful Mm -hmm. for your colleagues as well yeah um and that but that is also just it is exhausting so you're going to be tired if it's an option to outsource some things like this is the time so the same as like actually I treated it a bit like um postpartum in terms of like stocking the freezer um for some easy meals and taking the pressure off of like okay we're just gonna there's gonna be a bit more takeout um for a bit um I was thinking back to what was useful with um my first actually the week that I went back to work my um husband took that week off used some annual leave so that that just for that first week I didn't have to be the one thinking about if they're sick and can't go to nursery or even getting them there yeah um lots of people find um especially if if as a mom if you've been the one that's been home on maternity leave and been the default parent it can be quite hard to do nursery drop-offs sometimes and our partners find it a bit easier um so yeah like if you can get some support around that period and just accept that it plan for it to be really tough and then if it is easy do you know that's a bonus yeah god they're great tips i wish we'd done this before i returned to work (laughs) Um, (laughs) i I did do quite a bit of outsourcing like i really love that idea of having a uh, 
induction day, I might even just have one to myself where I just take myself out for lunch and tell myself what to do. It's still early days, it's not too late. I like that idea. Um, But yeah, I love the idea of just sometimes, I I can be, I would obviously never call this another parent this, but I call myself a bit of a mum martyr sometimes. I can be really Mm. martyrish about things and it's only me that can do it my way. Um, I find it very hard to let things go. So I really love the idea of just let it be easy. Take the path of least resistance if those things yeah. are available to you. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with takeaway, stocking the freezer. Like I did, a, I must admit, so I did go back to work. I did a load of laundry. I outsourced, I got my laundry to zero. I sent that all out to get that done. That's never, like, like, that's, that's not a long. thing. <laughs> zero <laughs> laundry. I, well, I got, I cheated. I got a massive, like, four section one. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks half empty. But yeah, I, I really like that idea. And what I would like to add to that as well is is that idea. We'll come back onto sickness in a minute because I think that's something to talk about. But in the evenings, just be kind to yourself. You are going to be more tired. So, so hard because one of my favourite things to do when Betsy's gone to bed is sit on the sofa and get in a scroll hole, either on Instagram, TikTok, mm. or just sometimes just looking at pictures of her as a baby. Oh. hours doing yeah. this go to bed even just going to bed, even if you don't go to sleep just go and read a book or have some time with your own mind whatever you want to do but go to have a couple of early nights because it does make a big difference and also pack your bags the night before that would be my mm. my go yes tip. yes one thing I did uh, and obviously it'll be different if you're going to like a real life office or you're working from home or remotely um but I I quite enjoy the kind of like uh, dressing up going back to the office part um and would yeah get that outfit ready the night before get anything ready for nursery the night before um and then yeah go to bed um but just to pick up on what you said there about the kind of mum martyr piece like it's likely like we're in the UK it's likely that um if you're a a mum that you've taken the chunk the majority of the parental leave like the fact this time around taking some shared is is you know it's really unusual the take-up's really low um you can find yourself at the end of say six nine twelve months that you've become the default parent Mm -hmm. um sort of by it like unintentionally and one thing I do sometimes see is that if you haven't sort of deliberately addressed that as you go back to work with your partner like nothing has changed potentially for them as you go back to work but you might have picked up a lot more around the home yeah um which is all like you might have done quite intentionally when you're on leave and around the childcare thing so um having a conversation as you go back about how you organize yourselves and you know how you're working whether you're both working part-time full-time or part-time or how you what you do with your your home and how you run that if you've taken a very traditional leave and you've been running everything at home you and you're going back to work that's like more than one full person's worth of stuff so um taking you if you're re you will be tired but you don't need to be completely exhausted because 
you, if you've got a partner, you don't need to do all of the parenting by yourself. Yeah, yeah. What I would like to add to that as well is, and I never thought we would be the couple that did this, but we have a second Sunday meeting. So every Sunday evening, once Betsy's in bed, we make a thing of it. We get nice snacks. Chris, yep. something nice on the MS, <laughs> and we have a drink and we sit down and we have a calendar and I and we go through who's doing each pickup. I mean, I'm only back part time, so it, it is slightly easier. Who's doing which drop off? Who's doing which pickup? Who's doing dinner each night? Who's doing what? What have we got on that week? What do you? What does um, my husband need that week? What do I need that week? And we just get it all down and stick it on the kitchen wall on this planner thing. And I sound so organized it doesn't always run like that but since Mm. doing that it's so helpful because then both of us know exactly who's doing what and it just frees up that mental space because it's that mental exhaustion as well of trying to hold everything in your head whilst going back to work just get it all out that's been really helpful for us and like it's really nice on a Sunday night because I know how you know most of it is you know like house admin but then after mm. we have a bit of a chat and it's quite a nice way to kind of start the week instead of marking orders at each other on a Monday morning yeah and then and that actually um it's nice that you've you've shared that and kind of found your way that works for you yourself I one of the things I do in the float space is um it's called the fair play method um yeah and that is a is basically is similar to what you've just described. It's a system for running your home. It's based on a card deck that you play and share. And um, one element of that is having a check in, and it's so that you can have conversations when cognition is high and emotion is low. Yeah. So you you're deliberately having the conversation in a space that, and yours sounds lovely. It sounds quite fun. You've got your nice M and S snacks, like. Whereas on a, when you're trying to get out the door, if at that moment you are asked, like, where is the dummy or, you know, is there a <laughs> bottle, whatever it is, you're not going to have a friendly response to your partner. <laughs> like, no. If you're feeling a bit stressed, especially in your like early days back at work, you're tired, like carving out a bit of space to have those conversations. We yeah. actually just at home had we over lunch the other day just went right next week is half term we just went day by day what are we doing who's going where who's working when who's doing which pick up drop off how does and rather than it being into the first couple of days of half term with two kids and everything being a bit fractured and being like oh can you drive like to holiday club yeah yeah it's tricky but you're completely right if on a monday if we're both getting it like actually monday we we don't have an air tool on on a monday he's going to work but yeah that would be us on a thursday just shouting it <laughs> trying to out of the door um oh, it's constant questions where's this where's that and i was like what would you do if i wasn't here you would just go you know where everything is everything goes yeah. in the same place at <laughs> exactly. home <laughs> And you just, you're sometimes not very nice to each other. And like, so making some space, like having good plans. And, you, you know, the, this is never going to be perfect all the time. No. Um, and that actually reminds me of like the last, the, this, the other one, like as you return, is see if you can make some space for you. So not you, the parent, provider or partner, like just you as you. So when I went back to work and was working in an office, I had like a lunchtime yoga class that I went to that I really liked that I was able to do because child was like a nursery or with family or with my partner. And it was, it was my lunch break and I could do what I wanted with it. So 
definitely try and carve out some time for you. I don't know if that's something you've been able to do, Kerry, since you've been back. It's a little bit trickier because I'm working the two, yeah. only the two days. And I try, it doesn't always go, when I originally returned to work, I wanted to have very clear boundaries that at work, I was Mm. at work and at home I was with her. Like I didn't want to have to think about work on my Betsy days. But I realised, and this might be um, purely a running your own business thing, that it doesn't really like work like that because there's always (laughs) something to do. So there is a bit of a mix now. Like if she goes to sleep on a Monday, I might use that to catch up or do some Instagram bits. But yeah, with the on those two days that I'm back to work, like I'm in the office on a Thursday and Friday. So the lunch, I'm usually pretty busy for trying to get that time. Um, I have met some friends for coffee, which is really, it feels really weird to be on my own and also really mm. nice. So that's quite a nice thing to do. Today I'm going to try and get my nails done um so yeah I do I not as often as I would like but when I can yeah. I definitely try and do something or if it's not lunch then I try and have 10 minutes to enjoy a hot coffee and sit on my sofa in my office or just daydream I love daydreaming yeah get creative so yes it does happen yeah and it I think it's interesting what you said just then of like is this boundaries this peace because you run your own small business and I, I think actually my experience I'd say no from from working with lots of clients who don't who've gone back to kind of employment and I went back uh, and kind of looked and, and thought about what's come up as I've worked with lots of people on their returns lots of different returns and the number one thing that came up was boundaries um, and that, I don't know that might not be surprising but mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of a lot of people pre having their first child perhaps didn't have to have like really strict boundaries with work or and, and you know I remember I you know if I had just not really done anything all day I could just work into the evening to make up for that fact but yeah when returning you know sometimes some of the most productive people in the in an office can be the working parents because they've got to get it done and get out and go and do nursery pickup yeah um but learning about kind of boundaries and how to make them work for you is often something that comes up as people are returning. Like, how do you, how do you know what boundaries you want to have? Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, Kerry, like you went in with an idea of what they might look like and then you tested them out and you've sort of adapted, you've adapted and made them yeah. work for you. Um, and boundaries that they're the expectations and needs that help us feel safe and comfortable in our relationships they're relational so they're they're not a wall like a lot of people I think think about boundaries as quite black and white mm-hmm. like having to have a like I leave at 5 p.m or what, whatever the boundary is but actually they're they're about communication um and how we communicate within relationships yeah um and you can change them and you can flex them. Um, it's about thinking through what you want. Well, yeah, thinking through what you want and being able to communicate that with the people that you work with and that you live with. And, um, it's tough, but you can you get there with practice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in theory, it sounds lovely that 
that on the days I'm at work, I'm at work, I don't do any housey admin Betsy stuff. And when I'm with Betsy, I don't do any work stuff. In theory, that sounds like a plan, but in practice, it really doesn't work like that. And I felt, I'll be honest, I felt a bit of a failure at the beginning. I felt like I should be able to separate them out and that my work life shouldn't blend into my personal life and vice versa. But as you've completely said, that those boundaries, there is a blurred line and it is okay to adapt them. So now I just do whatever works. If I need to do a bit of house admin whilst I'm at work and I've got time, I do it, no bother. And if Betsy's around and um, she's napping, then I will finish work, finish work off and don't think anything yeah. it. But for some reason, I thought that, that if I if I was working whilst I had, while she was around, somehow that I was failing at both of those things. I don't know why, but I did. But I don't think that anymore. <laughs> and it's those, yeah, like recognising you'd had that thought, and that idea that that was failing and letting go of it and working out what works for you and what works for vets and holding on to what's important, like making sure it's your message and your boundary, like that it's what's important to you, not what you think should be happening. Yeah. Um, That's, that's a really, if you hear the, the should like stop yeah. shooting all over yourself like yeah. get rid of the shit yeah. um, I'm shooting like, all the time Sam <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, think about what's important to you and yeah. get rid of all the assumptions yeah and then you know share share what you need and what you want life to be like and you you can figure it you can figure it out so I, I've had clients for example who um have jobs where them you know it was common for them to work in the evening before and they're thinking through well do I do I want to do that um or do I step do I want to step away for a bit and work like be able to get them from nursery get spend a bit of quality time with them when they're awake and then work a bit later on when they're asleep I assume you have a child that sleeps and and mine tend not to so I don't (laughs) tend to do the evening working but um yeah it's like working out what works for you and I I touched on that at the top of like that life and career like lots of people are you a life coach you career coach that's murky and that's okay (laughs) yeah I love that it's murky (laughs) yeah they're they're, they all have to fit around and and I like you I'm very there's a lot of nap time hustle going on in my life right now as I wait for my little littlest to start nursery yeah and do you know what? I coach when I'm working with my lovely families. I'm talking about the shoulding and should all the time. And I've always been a massive fan of it's sleep and life. It's always got to work for you. And what I've learned from um, a lot of my antenatal mums have also gone back to work. And it just looks so different for everybody. Like some are really happy to have the baby next to them and work and, and they get lots done that way. And for me, I that didn't I didn't want to do that. I didn't want um, Bet, like I didn't want to be on the laptop whilst Betsy was around. When she's around mm. and up and engaging, I want to be on her. Like I want to play with her and be with her. Where yeah. some some parents they that works for them. I think a lot of that will probably come down to temperament and personality. Of the baby. Yeah. If I had a laptop out, Betsy's literally just going to be all over it, sitting on it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we get on with it yeah I think um, age and temperament is a huge part of that yeah and definitely yeah all but of that those works that... for lots of parents getting the laptop out babies playing on the floor and they they 
happy that's that's what works for them and I think that's the beauty of us is we're all just finding out what works for us and blurring our own boundaries yeah we're, but at the same at the same time I think I guess we're running sort of small businesses and like the, there's definitely a lot of nap time hustle and I think back to the like pandemic and having a almost two-year-old at home and working and that was just chaos um do just if you're finding yourself kind of juggling literally like work and babies and what that looks like is sort of I guess stepping back and thinking about what childcare do you need when are you at work there's it's all quite blurry and grey but you don't want it to be too blurry and grey I don't know if that's <laughs> too garbled but um yeah like it really depends on your job and the temperament and age of your child but um do you make sure you've got like the childcare you need and the support you need and all the flexible working that you need um to make that work yeah can we come back and talk about the sickness you mentioned this oh before yeah because was not prepared for this everybody said <laughs> <laughs> you won't do any work in the first few weeks you won't be working um they'll be at home they'll be sick and I was like yeah 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 yeah. it'd be fine it'd be oh. fine it wasn't <laughs> oh they all lick each other at nursery oh. and get sick so oh. every single return to work client I've supported has had a child come home for sick a lot during yeah. their start of nursery yeah it's going to happen yeah um so I guess start with the knowledge that it's going to happen um comes back to a bit of what we talked about with um what who's your support network right and yeah is there a a second um parent um can they uh, like who's responsible right if nursery calls um and often they will call the mum um and you, you know if they've got more than one number and you're at work and it's not your job to pick up you don't have to answer the phone you can let your partner answer the phone if it's if it's their like shift in terms of picking up the sick child yeah um are there kind of have you got a broader like if you are lucky enough to have like family nearby um learn the I'd say find out the policies um of both of your nursery of like if your child is in nursery um so you tend to get a little bit more flexibility with um child minders in my experience I, I find nurseries can have quite strict policies um of, and you know fairly so but have a look at their policy and which illnesses actually require you to get the child Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there'll be instances where you you know you feel that you should get them regardless um, there have been those for me um, um, but the, there are certain illnesses um, uh, you can go down quite a rabbit hole of like um, the sort of health and safety executive and what they yeah. what illnesses they count so like the official kind of public health England like hand foot and mouth like you don't have to exclude your child for but some nurseries um, will so know the policies in the nursery and then also know the policy at your workplace. So um, if you're uh, not running your own small business or sort of self-employed, like know what kind of carers or dependents um, leave you're entitled to. There's often like a policy around kind of emergency leave to be able to sort out childcare. 
um, in those instances. Um, if you've had a long period of parental leave, you might have um, built up quite a sort of stash of annual leave that you could use. Um, so I think it's about, I guess, like knowing it's going to happen. It will mm-hmm. get better. Um, they will get through that period of settling and, and catching everything. Um, but yeah, know, know the policies, know what you can ask for, know who you can lean on. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that's great advice. I think it does get better for anybody listening that is now and about to start childcare, whether that's, it happens, whether they go to nursery, childminder, out and about the group, it, it does happen. Um, and it does get better. In the beginning, it was just like, every week or every other week she was hardly in nursery I think I did like two days work in the first two months it was crazy oh, and that feeling when you see the nursery oh. name pop up on your phone you just, oh. <laughs> I've got a really funny story about that so I just put it down for a nap and the phone went and it said this nursery calling and I was like I picked up I was like is she okay what's happening I'm on my way I'm on my way <laughs> And they were like, she's not here. And I went, what do you mean she's not here? And then I looked at the monitor. I was like, oh, my God, I've just put her down for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> it is that automatic. But, yeah. Yeah. And they'll call you for, like, every accident as well. Like, they'll, they'll do plenty of, like, running into other children and wobbling over. Um, yeah. So a good nursery will start the call with, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they do. Um, but maybe I should... I should suggest that to them but I think the thing for sickness well, no, they, to... they knew she was with you <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> I think that's probably why they didn't say she's fine oh, so, but they have no Tired. idea if she's fine she wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing for sickness is accept that it, it can be part of it and just to plan like again come back to that meeting plan who if she gets sick this week who's going to to um, go pick her up what you're going to do how you're going to catch up with work just yeah have a plan for the sickness for sure yeah absolutely yeah. um what else do we need to talk about what about practical tips for in the morning getting out the oh, door in the morning getting out the door well I guess like are you going even going out the door um so there's one of the things that um has obviously changed in the last few years is you may well be working from home but I think there's still something about preparing the night before as you touched on earlier yeah um Kerry of like trying one thing I've been struggling a bit is like getting into that like work mindset of like um some people find even if they're working from home kind of building in um a sort of like pretend commute um to like (laughs) so just to shift so if you're, you know, if you're working from home, sometimes actually I, I found with my, with my daughter, the nursery run actually gave me that. It gave me that structure to the start and end of the day. Um, but it, it might also be like a walk around the block while you drink your coffee yeah. or something um, to just get into the headspace to like go into your workspace uh, and start work. Um yeah, I think that's that's definitely one. Um, and also knowing what works for you. So like some people, like if you're if you are working from home and you're just gonna be on video calls, um for some people they wanna be like fully ready for work, like fully dressed for work. But you know, I'm I'm doing I'm working this morning. I'll confess the top half of me is at work. <laughs> the bottom of half of me is in leggings and bare feet. Um, Love so, it. um 
it's it's what works for you um like for me it's like i there's a i keep a lipstick on my desk because I, I like to put a bit of lipstick on it makes me feel more professional so what is the little thing that that the things that work for you and how can you make them i guess really easy like that so like the lipsticks on my desk like by my laptop um it's yeah what makes it smooth for you yeah i like that I like that. I'm somebody that really likes to get ready in the morning. Even when I was on maternity leave, I would always try and take five minutes to put my five-minute mum face on. Yeah, and actually, that can be quite mindful. There was, um, I saw a great video the other day of, like, um, if you're feeling kind of hurried and stressed and you're, like, when you're putting your moisturiser on, brushing your teeth, it's all quite chaotic and aggressive. And it just taking the same amount of time but being gentle with yourself yeah can make a real difference yeah. um it doesn't have to take it doesn't have to be a huge kind of self-care routine but like you are going to brush your teeth and you probably yeah. you know um whatever it is that sort of starts your day just just doing it a bit gentler and a bit more mindfully can sort of just calm your nervous system a bit as you're just starting the day no definitely I've, I've done that for a while go really uh, with something I used to do after a really shiz night of sleep I would just do yeah. everything really slowly yeah and not rush and it does it sounds so simple but it made a big difference a massive yeah. difference massive and difference. sleep just can be it's such an impact on it and I guess actually that remind like this conversation is great like we're both at a similar stage of returning to work it reminds me of like find your people um who you can talk to about this so if um you're going back to lots of large employers now i've got like parents networks at work so when i had my first return there'd been a parents network actually had been set up while i was on leave and they had a buddy system where uh, returners were paired up with a a buddy someone who'd returned in the last year or so so knew the experience and you could talk to um this time around um i've we've this conversation is great reassuring on my return um but also i've joined there's a, a freelancer network called doing it for the kids i've joined that and and just the, the people who are freelancing with kids and um that has just given me that network of people who know what it's like so find your kind of the people who can just listen this yeah. is not necessarily the people who are going to pick your kid up when they're sick, um, but they're yeah the people who get it, um, who you can who you can talk to, know what you're going through, um, and can just be that support network. Like that is that is going to make a big difference. Yeah, I really like. I'll put the doing it. You said it was doing it for the kids. I'll put the link yes. in the show notes as well. I have heard of great. Them. I'm they're look them brilliant. Up. You should definitely is it like should. A paid subscription. It is. So that's a, it's a, they have um, a reduced rate for people coming back from, um, back to work as well uh, and people on mat leave, parental leave. But um, yeah, so that's an online community. Um, There's, you know, if you're in, there might be like a kind of work community you join or you might have an interest that you want to join. But just finding some people who get you, who you can talk to and listen to um yeah I mean I I do get you're probably sick of hearing the saying like it takes a village but 
it def you definitely need a sort of support network yeah. and having fellow working parents who get it um yeah. I think makes a big difference oh especially geez. if your boss or immediate colleagues don't have kids yeah um no. Like it's great. Like yeah, it's just always so good to talk. I think. Yeah, really good to talk. Okay, I am going to quickly because I can't believe how quickly this has gone. I am going to give my top five tips for returning to work, and then if you have a few just really quick tips to share, that would be great. And then I think it's time to wrap up, which makes me a bit sad. But maybe we can um, do another one soon. Totally. Yeah, I yeah. need I need the sleep tips. Like, let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my tips returning back to work are um, accept that there's going to be sickness and prepare for it. Um, this isn't going to work for everybody, but it really works for me. I don't do any work until um, I'm in the office. Like I'm at work, I've dropped Betsy off at nursery. I don't even look at my phone in the morning. And for me, that was an absolute game changer because the minute I pick that phone up, I feel just more stressed. And it gives me that time to have a really nice morning with her before she's dropped off at nursery. Um, make up some packed lunches um, and focus on what you're eating as well. In the beginning, I think I got mm -hmm. so caught up in the giddiness of going back to work, I forget to eat and drink. So taking something that nourished me and I was excited to eat, again, sounds so basic, but it helped me massively. With the From the sleep perspective, um, it's totally normal for sleep to come off track, both you and your smalls. But my suggestion would be going back to work, it's a huge change. Change is strange for both you and your small. I wouldn't even worry um, about making any big changes. When you go back to work, it, it really isn't the time. Um, mm -hmm. But my suggestion would be to give it time and it does usually settle. And then uh, I would also... Um, plan for um how they're going to nap at nursery because quite often naps might not happen Betsy's a shocker for skipping naps at nursery. <laughs> um might not happen or they might not be the same length my suggestion would be to try if I'm not going to tell you not to worry because parents worry but try not to worry too much about the nap because usually they get better um and mm -hmm. you can we've got no control over them anyway we can just focus at home and then my parting bit of advice is for those first couple of weeks well three or four weeks whilst you're back would be to try to just focus on your returns to work try to have slower weekends slower evenings where mm -hmm. you're just enjoying hanging out together I think that's so important yeah those are really good tips I think to go, I guess it's a bit of a sort of recap of something I've shared, like treating it like a new job. If you started a new job, you'd probably have a like six month probation period. Like take your time, like know it's going to take a really big chunk of time and like make the most of that. Like it's almost like a chance to kind of reinvent and reset up how you do things at work. So, yeah. so use that. Um, you will be tired, do the outsourcing that you can um make some space for you so not you the parent provider or partner like fill up your cup so that you can be a good provider um partner and parent um yeah and fi find your support network um yeah who are those people that um that get it and you can have a giggle with um like I guess we have this morning um <laughs> And um, yeah, and then one thing we haven't talked about at all is about like feeding and milk. Um, and I'm conscious of that because that's one of the reasons we need to wrap up because I'm literally pumping while we speak. Um, so maybe that's one for another day. But think about um, 
it ties in with some of the sleep and and that stuff but um yeah that that may be an element that you seek some support around is like um whether that's from one of your local breastfeeding groups if you're if you're breastfeeding um or like your health visiting team or something if there's anything you need to think about about that as your child goes into um care of other people yeah they are great tips sam and i'm really hoping to speak to a lactation consultant to talk about that part of returning to work brilliant that's perfect Using your breastfed baby because that is i think that deserves a whole hour on the show to talk totally totally and i will try and do a separate podcast maybe with just me or some other parents whose smalls have just started nursery to talk about the sleep and oh yeah the impact is huge the napping like so many parents feel i've actually got a post on this coming next week that they've got to get their small to stop breastfeeding, stop rocking. They've got to stop. Oh yeah, but not at all. To get they'll their figure out their own way. Nap at nursery. No, I would never suggest that you do stop any of those to get your small at nursery. It's normal for their nap to be non-existent at nursery, and for it to be really inconsistent. Sometimes, for example, Betsy slept an hour and a half there yesterday, which is just amazing. Some days she's yeah. in there from eight till six, and not one single oh gosh oh, when I go pick her up she's like she's staggered out of a club at 6am <laughs> you know that yeah. vacant kind of Where is... she's exhausted what's yeah. happening what's when on? I went to pick up my daughter from her first ever settling session at the childminder she'd only been there an hour and I got there and she was asleep oh my day Sam like just with all <laughs> the other kids in a row in, a, in their yeah. rams I was like can you move in with me <laughs> <laughs> They're all so like some do go to nursery and sleep better. Yeah, uh, well, mine also so different. Starting nursery in September, so I will. This is all very front of mind. As yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I will do another one, and then the bedtime as well. Like if they haven't napped all day, then bedtime. Yeah, show. I mean, yesterday's yes. bedtime was an absolute showdown. Like tears wouldn't settle. Just and that's so normal when they start childcare for that to happen and yeah so yeah I think we need another podcast on breastfeeding and starting nursery and also from the sleep side as well yeah but this has been super super helpful Sam I'm very aware of time that you've got to get away thank you so so much for coming on and chatting to us I've definitely found it helpful and I've really really enjoyed it as well me too we'll um put all the notes i'll put in the show notes i'll put a little bit about you sam and where people listening can find you if they want more support and um the link for doing it for the kids as well and yeah just thank you very much for coming on the sleep show yeah thanks for having me it's been wonderful (laughs) take care thanks bye Bye. kerry Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative, but most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback, or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks' time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Care Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.